0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lynn S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. Today is Monday, April the 1st, and we are starting a new chapter, page 17, There is a Solution, and we'll be reading that first paragraph, We of Alcoholics Anonymous, and comments on that paragraph only. Today's readers are the 12 steps Alita J., 12 Traditions, Judy F., and Readers of the Text, Rebecca F., Lance L., and Martha Z. The reference number for Sunday, March the 31st, is 12724. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Alita J to read the 12 steps.
1: Good morning, everyone. Alita J in Wisconsin Compulsive Overeater. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. I pass.
0: Thank you, Alita J. I will now ask Judy F. to read the Twelve Traditions.
2: Good morning, I'm Judy F., a compulsive overeater in North Carolina. These are the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first, personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants, they do not govern. Three, An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non professional but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for this opportunity,
0: Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsible readers only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. We're in Chapter 2, There is a Solution, page 17. We're reading the first paragraph. I will now ask Rebecca F. to start us off.
3: Good morning, everyone. Chapter 2, There is a Solution. We of Alcoholics Anonymous know thousands of men and women who were once just as hopeless as Bill. Nearly all have recovered. They have solved the drink problem. This is Rebecca F. from Connecticut. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And thank you for the opportunity to read and share on um, this paragraph the beginning of there is solution chapter two um what comes to my mind is that um, when i was first working the steps with a uh, recovered compulsive overeater uh, and i was finished with step one for me the assignments were to read uh, the doctor's opinion and bill's story and By the time I had um, completed all the work, that was just part of it, but from the big book anyway, those were the assignments. By the time I had completed step one, um, the doctor's opinion and Bill's story, I was completely abstinent. And so now I'm not in the food and I'm embarking on step two. Uh, Came to believe, let's see, is that it? to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. I hope I'm saying the right thing. Anyway, um, the the fact that there is a solution and that there's a chapter named There is a Solution um, gives me, it's like this beacon, like a uh, light at the end of the tunnel that I'm moving towards. And... Um, the fact that the chapter starts with the word we, um, I think is significant that, you know, it could still be Bill writing this, but he puts it in the third person so that we are um, made to realize that this is a we program. It's not something I do on my own. I can't do it alone. I do it with all of you. I do it with uh, my higher power whom I choose to call God and um, even at that time I didn't even know what that was but I just trusted that there is a solution because my sponsor found a solution and I wanted what she had so I was just willing to do what she did and to know that the solution to something that um, I was just as hopeless as Bill because I could identify with him that the solution is to become recovered, as it says here. Uh, Not recovering, but recovered gave me a lot of hope and um, motivation to continue with the rest of the program so that um, I, just like these people, completed the work and have solved my compulsive overeating problem uh, with the help of all of you and with God. And thank you, I'll pass.
0: And thank you, Rebecca F. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. I'd like to encourage those who haven't shared on the line in the last two days, take this opportunity. Please say your name just once as it helps me hear everyone. Who would like to share?
4: Tina F.
0: Okay. This is Larry. Ida A. Martha Z. Okay, let me tell you who I heard. I heard Tina S., Ida A., Larry K., Martha Z. Was there anybody I missed? Okay, let's go with that lineup. So we'll start with Tina S, followed
4: by Ida A. Thanks so much, Lynn. Tina S recovered compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. Grateful to be on the line. Thanks so much for the share. You know, this is the good news. There is a solution. I love that that it also talks about we, of Alcoholics Anonymous, and that we nearly all have recovered. They have solved the drink problem. You know, when I first got to this, I was, I was on a mission the first time I, I started reading There is a Solution, you know, and uh, that is not when I got recovered, though. It was the second or third time that I started reading There is a Solution, that something Took place, and the reason being is because I finally admitted to myself that I was powerless over food and that my life was unmanageable. If I couldn't relate to the problem or believe that I had the problem, I did not need a solution, you know. And so that was how I felt, and that was what I was told. And you know, in my own infinite wisdom, I thought I had this thing, you know. And if you hear, it, it was I that was in there, you know. We have this thing. You know, finally, when I got a, a sponsor in, in whom the problem had been solved and she had a way out that I did not on my own, was I willing to do anything different, to get anything different, to go on with the rest of the steps, to know that there was a power greater than myself that would restore me to sanity and it was not me and it did not matter what else it was. Just that it was not me. But for me, I thoroughly had to be convinced. And I love what was talked about in the initial share. I had to be completely free of my alcoholic foods. This is true because, again, if I'm not, I don't want to do any work. If I'm into food, I'm not looking for a solution. You know, I might talk that stuff, but I am not walking that you know cuz when i'm in the food i don't i already have a solution i don't need a different one and today the solution is a spiritual awakening that only comes about for me through the process of the steps and with that i'll pass thanks
0: thank you tina s ida a it's your turn followed by larry k
5: Hi, good morning, Lynn. Thanks so much for allowing me to share. Ida here, Grateful Compulsive Overeater in Northern British Columbia, and I so appreciate this meeting. It's been a while since I've been able to call in. I've been traveling, and what I've learned is there is a a solution all over the world, and I had an opportunity to go to meetings in Europe, and the solution's the same. So what I love is stepping into today with, the start of this chapter and knowing um, back in the day they also wrote about thousands of people who were once as hopeless as Bill and that wakes me up because I'm like wow he was really hopeless and then nearly all have recovered and I was taught as a kid in math nearly the average up or down and nearly is all so I'll just go with all of recovered, (laughs) because I like looking at the fact that we all can be recovered and that problem solved. They have solved their problem. So the mathematical formula for me is hopeless, recovered, problem solved. And that is an amazing promise to all of you out there that were in the food, like me and like everybody, that's on this line. This is a simple, simple solution I got to get my head out of it. Some days my emotions are are building up like all of you. And in the last month, I've had a lot of emotional buildup. But you know what? This program works. People love me here. People love me when I show up imperfectly. And um, I am blessed to be a part of this. Thank you all for your guidance, your love, your encouragement, and
0: following a simple program of action. I pass. Thank you, Ida A. Larry K. it's your turn, followed by Martha Z.
6: Thank you so much. Um, Thanks for your service. Larry K. recovered this morning. You know, I, I, um, this, this is an organic thing. Um, This isn't, you know, being sprinkled with pixie dust magic only for the special. This was something that was, uh, is organic of a process. I didn't understand it. I have a little bit of of a better understanding now. I thought there was some sort of algebraic equation to becoming recovered, to being brought to this recovered state where you move from a self-centered existence to a other or God-centered existence. And one of the things that happened to me, which is still a, a tremendous miracle, is that I no longer want the food anymore. I did not think that was even possible. I I had nothing in my experience to suggest that that could be a possibility. I heard a few other people in the rooms talking about that, but most, in my opinion, and from what I could tell, were struggling to stay out of the food for one more day, and yet there were people in whom the problem had been solved. They were recovered. They didn't want the food anymore. There was neutrality. And, and in addition to that, they began to change. And you could see the change. You could hear the change. You could feel being in their presence about the change. These revolutionary changes really, for me, came as kind of like an endless succession of, of surprises, you know? It's like a, a succession of presents that come where we experience an internal, um, all-encompassing shift and that continues to happen and you know it's kind of like a crazy dance from from all these difficulties to a place of freedom that's what being staying in this recovered state but it involved not yes putting the food down yes why why do we work the steps so that we can experience a change and move from a self-centered existence to a god-centered existence that's the at the core of this and the best forms of of healing are about trust. I had to trust, and it's a genuine kind of trust. And I was able to put the food down. And for me, I was able to gradually gain freedom in giving voice to my, you know, my longings and my terrors, to my losses. And and here's the thing: this required that I become open to a notion of mercy and grace and understanding. And I was able to come to terms with my past, to to slowly shed myself of control, to, to surrender to what is today, to make the daily choice to rely on a power that's not me. It's it's beyond human power. And wrapping up, I'll say you're no longer, I don't strive to so that my heart beats. It just beats. I no longer, I simply marvel that my heart beats. I marvel that I'm recovered today. With that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Larry Kay. And Martha Z., it's your turn.
7: Good morning, Lynn. Thanks for your loving service. Good morning, my friends in recovery. This is Martha Z. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. And um, when I look at that first paragraph where it says "we," um, oh, I was told by a big book teacher that that was the first 100. Um, he was referring to the first 100 um, of AA. Know thousands of men and women who were once just as hopeless as Bill. And I thought about. In the middle of this chapter, we're going to launch into where the solution is. And I thought about step two and how the principle in step two is hope. So um... I was thinking about the we part and I was thinking about different parts. I was thinking about a passage from step two, which is in the OA 12 and 12. And it says, We were never meant to face this disease in isolation. And then I thought, We, the importance of fellowship, we, other centered instead of self centered. And then the other part of we I thought is is how I was told not to make food decisions on my own. Um and then the next part um I I looked up the word recovered and it said bring back to a normal condition to improve in health. Um and then I looked up uh, the word recovered, how many times it appears in the big book? Twenty times in the big book, four times in the AA 12 and 12, and three times in this chapter, two in, in this particular chapter. And then so what are we recovered from? So we're recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body, but it only seemed hopeless. So um, abstinence keeps me recovered physically, but uh, working the steps helps straightens out my mental twist so i am recovered not cured and that means that i will always have the the uh, physical allergy but then the last part it says they have solved their drink problem and it made me think about the 10-step promises about um how the problem has been removed so i think i just want to read them real quickly because i think they just they point out what the word recovered really means and it says We've ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol, for by this time sanity will have returned. We will seldomly be interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given to us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We're not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We've not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We're neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is our experience. That is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you,
0: Martha G. For those of us who might have come on this morning a little bit later, we are starting a new chapter. There is a solution on page 17. And reading and commenting on that first paragraph. Who would like to share this morning?
8: Penny E. Lisa T- B.
0: Katie
8: Katie johnson
0: Okay, let me just tell you who I heard. I got Penny E., Lisa B., Harlan G., Katie G. I think I missed some people. Vasa O.? Yeah, it was Charles H.
9: Melissa C.? Okay.
0: I've got my list for right now, but I'll put... uh, Melissa, I've got you for the next round, okay? So I've got Penny E., Lisa B., Harlan G., Katie G., Vasa O., and Charles H., Penny E, could you start us off, please?
8: Absolutely. Good morning, everybody. This is Penny E, a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey, with a bad case of the allergies today. But nothing can stop me from listening to this meeting and sharing here today. It, it's just so exciting. I'm thinking as if I didn't, as if Bill in the first 100 didn't already have my attention, you know. But here they're saying right here. Um, and I have a book that is like a study edition, and it says in the first in the first edition where it says in here thousands, we know thousands. The first edition said one hundred, and then it also says in the first edition it says uh, nearly. In the first edition, I'm sorry, it said all have recovered, but they changed it to nearly all have recovered. Uh, I'm just so excited because I am one of those people. I am one of those people. I always share that this is our inheritance. Bill W., the first 100, left this for me and for you. If I met him at Starbucks and said, tell me what to do, he would hand me the book. You know, he would hand me the book. It's right here. It says they had solved the drink problem. I am a woman who was suicidal. The only way out for me, as I could see it, was Suicide. I tried having my jaws wired shut. I went to diet camp. I was a lecturer for one of those things, diet clubs, diet camp, uh, pills. I mean, on and on and on and on. I came into this program and I found the solution. I have solved, not I, we have solved the drink problem. And I also want to say if anybody's new in this program, Uh, This particular meeting is so awesome because there are so many people on this phone that have many, many, many years of recovery, recovery. And I'm one of those people, and I say it loud and clear. It's not about me. It's about hope for the others. It's about uh, how this program works. But for 30 years, I haven't had the desire or the need or or whatever to, to eat any of those things. I recoil as if from a hot flame. We have solved the drink problem. It's, it's solved. It's just gone. I have neutrality with it. Um, I get nervous when I'm talking, and so I had so much more to say. But it can happen for you, too. Just hang in there. Hang in there. Follow directions. And uh, call somebody who has what you want, who sounds like a person who has, is recovered. Oh, and the other piece of this that I came in to lose over 100 pounds, and I did. I've been maintaining that for 30 years far out. I love you all. God bless. Thanks for letting me share. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you, Penny E. Lisa B., it's your turn, followed by Harlan G.
10: Good morning, Lynn. Thank you so much for your service. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and uh, there is so much optimism and hope and promise really in this reading I love um, that he does say nearly all have recovered and it's easy for me to miss that and that word that little adverb it means very close to almost and there is a precise way of going through this big book and I know someone shared which I'm grateful she did on what the 10-step promises are and you know it does tell us in this big book that um, It says, if we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us, and we're going to learn that that is the solution. It is a spiritual solution, and we've been learning what the problem is. But there is a precise way of going through this book, and I found that when I take this book literally, Take it literally, like do everything it really tells me to do, not minimize and say, well, I don't need to do that. They did that then. That was a different time period or a different illness or something. But if I really follow it precisely, this big book does promise an experience for me. Um, But, you know, I wanted to share today as a recovered person, I have to remember that there is a solution for me always, that this is not a one-time certificate that i get that okay i did that i finished the 12 steps i've had my experience i need to have that electric current going through me all day long every day creating a new experience and you know, the depth and weight of this illness for me requires an extremely heavy depth and weight program. And the way the electricity gets charged for me is working with others, working with fellows that share this same first step experience for me. That's how the light gets turned on for me. And also um, that I have to trust that I can have total abstinence, that I won't want to continue to eat that food. And I think that's the hopelessness that I felt in the beginning, like, how am I going to do this? Like someone shares on this line, you want me to be abstinent morning, noon, and night? What? Are you crazy? I just didn't think that was possible. When I came on as a newcomer, I had a really hard time registering on the website. (laughs) I know I'm not alone with that. I thought I was going to go out of my mind. And I spoke to someone who was kind enough to help me, and I asked her how long she was abstinent. And at that time, it was over a decade, I believe. And I just couldn't believe someone would be abstinent for that long. I confused abstinence with recovery. Now I know that they're very different. Abstinence is the key to get in the door, but getting a recovered state of mind, body, and spirit is through the steps, being an abstinence, and that my desire would then be removed and I would want to always be abstinent because the link with my higher power is what is so satisfying and the, the satisfying life today I have in these steps. I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Lisa B. Harlan G., it's your turn, followed by Katie G.
11: Thank you, Lynn. Thanks for your service. Thanks to Team Monday for making this meeting possible. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. When I was about four years old, five years old, I began to be savaged by this disease. People stopped yelling at my mother and father and started yelling and screaming directly at me about how fat I was getting and about how much food I was eating. And they sent me a very clear and dangerous signal. And what they sent me was a signal that I was inadequate, that I was garbage, that I didn't dare dream dreams and that I didn't dare aspire to anything as long as I was fat. And they gave me a tool to use against being fat. And they all gave me the same tool, whether I knew them from this arena or that arena, whether they were adults, whether they were children, it didn't matter. They gave me the same tool, and that was willpower. You've got to have more willpower. You've got to have more willpower. And they kept kept beating me down with this. And what they didn't understand was I was a child, but I put everything I had into that willpower, and it failed every time. By the time I was 11 years old, 12 years old, I was physically and emotionally emasculated by this disease, deformed and deflated. And the most dangerous thing about this was not only did they tell me I was inadequate, then I started to believe it. And when I started to believe it, I begged God for death. The title of this chapter works on two different levels for someone as hopeless as I. Someone who was 335 pounds as a senior in high school. 600 pounds by the time I graduated college. There is a solution. And it's not willpower. And the other way to read the sentence is there is a solution a solution makes it much simpler for people like me now maybe this solution of the big book doesn't work exactly for some people and that's fine that god bless you for me and i'm only talking about me there is a solution and the solution for me is in the big book of a.a working the steps as if my hair depended as if my hair was on fire and my life depended upon it because i cannot live in the food i can exist but i cannot live and this is the greatest life i've ever known and i have a life today that is worth living because of these steps every one of you people on the line and the people and the places that I've encountered through this magnificent process. And with that, I will pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Harlan G. Katie G., it's your turn, followed by Vasa O.
12: Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, my fellows. Katie G. recovered in Boston and just here in such great um, recovery. And I'm just going to let you know, when I I first heard people say, Talking about recovered um, it made me mad it made me scared because I had spent a long time in the room saying I'm not recovered I'm not recovered I'm always going to be recovering I'm always going to be recovering because I misunderstood what was being said I thought you guys were saying I'm cured I'm done I don't have to do any more work And what's amazing, I mean, I love that there is a solution, and A means one, because me too, I'm like super complicated in my mind, and the thoughts just keep coming and coming. But there's only one solution. And what I'm learning today is that being recovered, all that means is that this amazing blessing this this burden i've had my entire life thinking food and anorexia and bulimia was going to fix it and then it didn't and then my life got worse and worse and more complicated because food and anorexia and bulimia they don't solve anything it means for these 24 hours i want to live and i know without a doubt that those things are not going to solve anything and and i remember since i was a little girl all I wanted was to not have to deal with the insanity of this disease over and over again, and today there is a solution so i don 't deal with the insanity of food and bulimia and anorexia that drove me to a place where I just wanted to die every day you know but it, you know um, i don 't remember what it 's called, but so like um later on page twenty five it talks about almost no one likes the self searching the leveling of our pride. um, and the confession of our shortcomings that this process requires for its successful consummation. So you, my teachers in Overeaters Anonymous have taught me that, yes, KDG, we have a solution, we can solve your, this can, God, right, lack of power, God can solve my problem. But you gotta work, girl, right? Where much is rewarded, much is required. And yes, this this program, this God has solved my food problem for these 24 hours and I need to work this program each and every day. Like certain behaviors that are, you know, lying, cheating, justifying, rationalizing, no longer acceptable. Kdg, death of self for successful living, which doesn't mean I'm I'm gonna die or I want to die. It means that my needs are no longer the primary purpose. My primary purpose is to stay clean and help others today, and do that in all my affairs. And then I don't, you know, I have to have a commitment to living and becoming. Um, more committed to step one, I'll just wrap up with this, more committed to my powerlessness each and every day. And if I'm committed to this notion that I am absolutely powerless, then I'm going to continue on each and every day to to ask God to set aside all the things I think I know and to change me each and every day. And I can't do it alone, and with that I pass.
0: Thank you, Katie G. Vasa O, it's your turn, followed by Charles H.
13: Yes, thank you, Lynn, for your service. And I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from calling from Florida. Yes, this is a good paragraph. After suffering for so long, so many years with the food, trying to put it down, it was just so exhausting for me. And I just was so ready and willing, you know, when I came to my first meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. And I was given this book. And thank God my sponsor was, you know, she was reading this book too at that that time. This was like 34 years ago. We didn't have as much literature. And I remember reading the the first edition. We of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body and almost all of them have recovered, you know. And I just, I was just so excited to hear about the solution. There is a solution. I, I, again, after trying to put it put it down for so long, I said, "Oh, I was excited. I was so so excited." And of course, putting the food was number one for me. But I thought, I mean, that was the biggest thing I could ever do at that time for me. To go from one meal to another with no nothing putting in my mouth, you know, to accomplish one day of abstinence, you know, and then another one and another one, and I would hear people had done that for one year or two years or even a month or even one week. I said, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine doing this for that long. And I remember my sponsor said, no. We'll do this one day at a time. And I was counting the days at the beginning, you know. Yeah, one, two, three. A week, that was a miracle. Two weeks, that was a miracle, you know. And it is by the grace of God, 33 years, and I'm so neutral with the food. But, again, that was only step one. I was powerless. I did put the food down and then worked the rest of the steps. If I didn't work the rest of the steps, I'd go back into the food. So I didn't want to go back into the food because it was, I was going to die. It was going to kill me. So I was ready and willing to work the, re- the rest of the steps, one step at a time. you know. And I remember projecting, oh, step four or step eight or nine. And she said, no, we do this one step at a time. And we don't have to go. I didn't have to really study, study the steps, you know, To me, it it was pretty fast because I was so willing and I was so ready. And uh, it does not take that long. And for me, I was so, like, when I went to meetings before I came to Vision for You to say recovered, I felt like I was bragging uh, because a lot of people were still suffering. I'll wrap it up. A lot of people were suffering. So when I came to the Vision for You and I started saying recovered, and I'm so grateful to be here, Thank you for letting me and I pass.
0: Thank you, Vasa. Oh, Charles H, it's your
9: turn. Hi, this is Press Charles Star. H. I'm a oh, there you are. I just did it. Just give me a second. <laughs>
6: All
9: right, thank you, Lynn, for your service. Charles H a recovered compulsion while eater. either. Feeling some type of way about um um, uh, my man uh Nipsey Nipsey Hustle, rest in peace. I don't know, man, L.A., I don't know. Um, so let me deal with this we here. Uh, You know, um. in the doctor's opinion and there's the solution, they talk about we of Alcoholics Anonymous. And Alcoholics Anonymous, I'm on the phone, good morning. We of Alcoholics Anonymous, they are both are uh, capitalized. And in the first edition it says to show others, so to show others how we have recovered. I want to give you an analogy Um. of worker acts. Like, there ain't no queen ant. Like, if you don't do no work, you're not going to reap no harvest. If you don't reap no harvest, um, there's, there's not going to be any <laughs> any reward for the person that's not working. So we work so that we could stay recovered one day at a time, which don't mean I feel some type of way about narcissists. I'm, I'm on this kick about narcissistic people. I don't like narcissistic people, and, you know, I don't have to go eat over that. I'm feeling some type of way about my friend, Nip, you know, uh, Nipsey. And I don't have to eat over that. But I can have those emotions and I can have a way to, to, to channel those emotions without really bugging out on people, you know. Um, I had a business meeting this weekend and, and there's some things I didn't like about it, but I don't have to act in a way like I could be one of them ants, right, just working, working with, working with the other ants in the colony. So we of Alcoholics Anonymous, right? I may not like you, you may not like me, and that's good, but we we have one common goal, and that common goal is to help somebody else so that we can be helped, and with that, I pass.
0: And thank you, Charles H. Um, We have time for three or four more shares, and I'd like to encourage those who haven't shared in the last day or two to take this opportunity. And Melissa C, I do have you. Who else would like to share? Craig F. Craig F. Okay, Figured I've F. got Melissa C, Craig F, Maura Z, and there was somebody else? Sigrid F. Is that Ingrid F?
14: Sigrid with an F.
0: Okay, great. I think I got it. Okay, uh, Melissa C., please, we'll start with you, followed by Craig F.
15: Hi, thank you so much for your service, Lynn. This is Melissa C., Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in New York, and yeah, that that's the word, you know, that word got my attention. Um, it when I first heard, you know, and, I, and when I first heard it, I, I heard it on this line, and I thought it was a mistake. Like, I thought I misheard, you know, the first person that said it, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of weird." And Then I heard it again, you know, and then I'm like, "Okay, what?" You know, um, and and I heard it yet again, and you know, I remembered um, asking, like, "What does that mean?" Like, I just couldn't even comprehend um, for, after all these years of suffering, you know. And for me, when I hear "recovering," Um, it, it, to me, it kind of felt like suffering because I wasn't there yet, you know, and I was still really in the grip of the disease, and but struggling, you know, and when I asked, um, I heard just such a beautiful explanation that someone had put it to me like this, like all their life, they've been, you know, like thinking about fighting the food, like, like it was a dragon and, sometimes, you know, they would win. Oftentimes the dragon would win, but always really the dragon was overtaking them. And that being recovered meant that the dragon no longer existed in their kingdom. And I thought, wow, that's what I want. Um, and and I love that it's we, you know, we, because up until this point, um, and I think like when I'm when we're working with others, I'm real clear that I only diagnose myself. So I speak about this disease in terms of me, I, I, except when it comes to the solution, then it's we, Because this is not, I'm not just some sort of, um, uh, I'm not special, you know, it didn't, I'm not unique in this. We are many, many, many of us who have recovered. And what I, you know, it made me very uncomfortable to bring that word back to meetings where people don't use that word and i can feel sometimes there's an annoyance or maybe maybe it's my ego thinking that others are annoyed that who does she think she is saying she's recovered and especially saying that word you know my body took a long time to look recovered you know when you have a lot of weight to lose um, my mind, you know, my my heart recovered before my physical body did, and I had to say that word because I was urged say that word, even though you don't look thin, you know, and um. But it got it got my attention, and so therefore I know that it's a word that has value and power. Thank you so much. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Melissa C. Craig F. It's your turn, followed by Maura Z. Craig F? Hello?
9: Hi, Hello? this is Craig. Oh. Hi, can you Hi hear there. me now? I yes, don't know thank how I
16: got, I, I got re-muted somehow. Okay, this is Craig F recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, You know, one of the things that uh, I learned in in college was that um, a lot of times that we uh, it's not that we um, are unable to find the answer; it's that we're asking the wrong question. And so when it says there is a solution, one of the things that pops into my mind is if there's a solution, what's the problem? And and, you know, we've we've kind of defined the problem in the bottom of this paragraph, Bill calls it the drink problem. But, uh, the truth is that we can see that, that, uh, on a couple of different levels, you know, um, food is not my problem. Food was a solution. We we've all heard uh, that a lot on this meeting. And so if food wasn't the problem, uh, then a diet wasn't the solution. If, uh, and you know the problem is this buildup of human emotion uh, and, and that's true. the problem is I don't know how to live life on life's terms um, so there's a solution and, and for that there's but there's also a solution for this uh, obsession this uh, and the allergy and so there is a solution automatically brings me to that question of uh, Uh, What level am I looking at the problem on? Uh, And so, uh, and then it's going to define the solution for us here in a moment. And the solution, uh, but that solution has to be centered on uh, remembering what the problem is. And so with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Craig F. Maura Z, it's your turn. Followed by Sigrid
17: F. Good morning, S. Mora Z here. Recovered in Virginia. Recovered. Strange word to someone who was always in recovery. Um, to hear that word, my first thought was, "What a bunch of arrogant SOBs these people are! How dare they? Who do they think they are?" They, as it turns out, are thousands of men and women who were once just as hopeless as I was. Nearly all have recovered. They have solved the drink problem. And um, as Craig said, that's exactly right. I didn't have a food problem. Food was my solution. Whatever my emotion was, whatever I was feeling, whatever I was thinking, that put me and my little brain in turmoil, that had my, my stomach in knots, that had me shaking like a leaf, that had me joyous and, you know, exuberant and jubilant and happy about life, whatever it was, from one extreme to the other, or just the status quo, you know, just the status quo, whatever it was that I couldn't deal with, I went to the food. Food always made me feel better, always, until it didn't, and it didn't feel better for a long time. And it didn't feel better when I was in OA for many, many years. Because in OA I was recovering, I was still working at it. I wasn't arrived yet. Well, I wasn't going to be arrived. I hadn't. There was no destination for me to get to. Because it was a lifelong process well it's still a lifelong process one day at a time however comma I now have the way to get to the other side you have showed me that you cracked open this book a book which I had highlighted and underlined and pages falling out of for many many years however i kind of missed the part about the allergy and the obsession and that was key i don't know how many times i was told to reread the doctor's opinion i don't know how many times it didn't matter i had read it just to be reading it i hadn't studied it with someone in whom the problem had been solved now i work with a sponsor yes i still have a sponsor of course i do and i sponsor i've got i don't know how many sponsors maybe sponsees three or four maybe at this point and they're all in different parts of the book this is a gift that i am recovered and i'm happy to pay it forward and with that i'll pass thank you mora z and Sigrid f
0: you'll be our last share this morning
14: good morning. This is Sigrid F. from Florida, but waking up this morning in New York City. And the paragraph when it was read this morning just called out to me. I, For me, the, when reading through the doctor's opinion in the first Bill's story, you know, I, I had to fully concede and knew that that was me. And it felt very hopeless. So reaching this paragraph in the beginning of this chapter represented hope, real hope for the first time that I didn't have to keep living the way I was living and that there was some opportunity that somehow I might find more joy and less insanity um, and, and I have and this program and this line and all of my fellows have contributed to this amazing journey that I intend to stay on one day at a time. And thank you for letting me share.
0: And thank you, Sigrid F. And thanks to everyone who shared and to Team Monday. The share ID for today's meeting, Monday, April the 1st, the 7 a.m. meeting is 12725. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Lance L. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
18: Good morning. This is Lance L. from California. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us.